Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal-Aqibata Lil-Muttaqeen Wal-A'udwana Illa Al-Dhalimeen Wa Ashadu An La Ilaha Illa Allah Wahdahu La Sharika Lah Wa Ashadu Anna Muhammadan Abduhu Wa Rasooluh Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabih Wa Man Da'a Bida'watihi Wa Stanna Bisunnati Ila Yawmiddin Wa Sallam Tasliman Kathiran Amma Ba'd فَأُوصِيكُمْ وَنَفْسِي بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ وَالسَّمْعِ وَالطَّاعَةِ وَيَقُولَ الْحَقُّ سُبْحَانَهُ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَلْتَنْظُرُوا نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ all praises are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds. And surely the best reward ultimately is for those who have taqwa. And surely there is no animosity or ill feeling except for the oppressor. And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners. That Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, is his servant and his last messenger. And may Allah always and constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad, to his family, to his companions, and to all those who call to his way, and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment. As to what follows, I again remind myself and you to have taqwa, the consciousness of Allah, that we surround ourselves with the remembrance of Allah, and that we never forget the Creator in anything that we do, no matter what phase of our life, youth, middle age, old age, no matter what activity, we should never forget the creator of the heavens and the earth because if he forgot us, we could not exist for one moment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us in his glorious book, O you who believe, have the consciousness of Allah and let every soul look to what it put forward for tomorrow and fear Allah. Surely Allah is well aware of all that you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this mighty text in a way that could be understandable to the Arabs and the non-Arabs. To those who would learn the classical language of Tanzil, of the, revela of the revelation, then the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be open to them. And this has inspired people throughout the ages, inspired Muslims in the most difficult circumstances that we faced. Today, we are living in an age of crisis. The world itself is in major change. And anytime we listen to the news, anytime we get communications from other parts of the world, and even here, we recognize that a major struggle is on. A major change is happening in the universe. July 2015 has been classified as the hottest month on written record. There has never been 
a time since human beings have been calculating whether that the earth itself has gone into a phase of heat such as the one that we are in. And this is causing disastrous events. This is causing major changes. People are covering, covering it up in politics, covering it up in fantasy worlds. But major changes are coming about. In North America, the epicenter of this change is in California. And in California, the drought has reached epic proportions. The drought is so terrible now that in the San Joaquin Valley, because of the loss of the moisture, the valley is literally uh, sinking two inches per month. It is literally sinking right in front of their eyes. The water that they used to be so proud of, having the strongest agriculture in the whole of North America, is now disappearing in front of their eyes. And so people of, of conscience, people with their eyes open to the world, are making statements. And Alhamdulillah, in the Muslim world, there are those who are taking a stand. Just last Tuesday, a gathering of Muslim leaders and scientists in Istanbul, Turkey, came together and issued an Islamic climate change declaration, bringing to the world an understanding of what Islam feels, and reminding the Muslims of our duty in this very critical time. It is a lengthy declaration, but it is so important that I wanted to bring you the highlights of this declaration and to pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless all those who were there who signed this declaration and all those who would put it into their consciousness, teach their children and become part of the solution and not the problem of the earth. They related to the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this was a great teaching moment for non-Muslims, millions of whom who have read the declaration. It was a teaching moment. And it's a teaching moment for us as well, and a reminder, some of which we already knew, but some things we were not aware of. They began by showing the fact that Muslims constantly relate to the Creator as Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of all of the worlds. That means that if we are Muslim, if we submit to Allah Azza wa Jal, then we are not just submitting in our relationship to other Muslims. Not just submitting in our relationship to ritual times in the Islamic calendar, but every aspect of the creation is under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that if we submit to Allah Azza wa Jal, we would recognize the Creator in everything. They also referred in chapter 59 verse 24, showing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Creator, the Maker, the Giver of form, and they quoted who Allah, Allah, 
هو الله الخالق الباري المصور In the oft-repeated verses in Surah Al-Hasha that هو الله الخالق الباري المصور He is Allah who is the creator He is the maker and He is the giver of form So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only the creator meaning He creates from nothing We cannot be creators No matter how uh, proficient we are in science We are manipulating created things A creator does al-khalq min al-adam He creates from nothing Kun fayakun So they reminded people That our relationship with Allah is that not only did He create But He fashioned things And He put things, everything in the form that it was put in. So everything we see in the universe, from the sun and the moon, to the stars, to the oceans, to the plants, to the human beings, to our very form, is created by Allah. And in chapter 32 verse 7, Allah told us, الَّذِي أَحْسَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَهُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfected everything that He created. Everything He created. It's in perfection. And so it fits naturally into a divine system. A divine system which when it is in flow with other parts of the system, then puts the creation in a divine order. And this flow is what you could call al-haq. It is the truth. It is the justice, it is what is right for creation. And they showed the world in chapter 44 verse 38. That Allah revealed in the Quran, and we did not create the heavens and the earth and that which is between them playing around. La ibin, we did not play it in jest. It's not a joke. Then Allah said, We have not created them except in truth, in haq. And haq also is your rights, hukuk. It is the rights of one on another. So each section of the divine plan has a relationship to the other section. Like a beautiful engine that each part of the engine relates to the other part. If you take something out, then the engine starts to make noise. If there is division, confusion in the ranks of the engine, then it breaks down. And so this equilibrium, this equilibrium, this relationship of the parts to each other, is what is called al-mizan. Al-mizan. It is an equilibrium in a relationship. And it's crucial to think about this mizan because it's not only in animal world, it's not only in the mechanical world, but it also impacts on fertile land, on fresh air, on clean water, on life itself. So if the mizan is flowing properly, then the air is fresh. The water is clean. The animals are productive. 
life continues on. But if the mizan is then uh, harmed or taken out, and that is dhulm, that's oppressor. That's what a real oppressor is. Then we fall against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ar-Rahman Allah tells us وَالسَّمَاءَ رَفَعَهَا وَوَدْعَ الْمِيزَانَ أَلَّا تَتْغَوْ فِي الْمِيزَانَ Allah revealed He raised the heavens and established the balance so that you would not transgress the balance and it's interesting because the word تَتْغَوْ is where the word Taghut comes from. And the Taghut, or the ultimate oppressor, we generally think of the Fir'aun, one of the leaders of Egypt. But any time the Mizan is thrown out of shape, out of balance, then this is a type of the person becomes a Taghut, an oppressor. They affirmed the natural fitrah, the natural nature of things. And Allah told us, and they affirmed it in chapter 30, uh, verse 30. لا تبديل لخلق There is no changing Allah's creation. That is the true natural way, but most people know not. And so the fitrah, the khalqillah, the relationship, the mizan, that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with in this earth. And that is the reason why we, we say alhamdulillah. Like when we breathe air, we eat food, we say alhamdulillah. But sometimes we're not thinking. It's only when that breath is taken away, or that food is taken away, or that health is taken away, when it comes back, then we say Alhamdulillah. And we say it with meaning, because it was lost. What has come about is that human beings, and this was affirmed by the scholars in Istanbul, in this international declaration, that human beings have become a corruption. That human beings have become one of the main obstacles for life on earth. Benny Adam, and because of going against the Mizan, global climate change, contamination, pollution, water systems ruined, seas being polluted, soil erosion, modern diseases. This is what Allah was saying in Surah Al-Rum verse 40, 41, when Allah told us, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحَى بِمَا كَسَبَتْ عَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Corruption has appeared on the land and the sea because of what humanity's hands has done. And we will make them taste something of what they have earned in order that they would return to the past. So this, is, this system is on. It was revealed by Allah and our brothers and sisters have made it public to the world and reminded Muslims again of the very serious nature that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah in verse 30, إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ Khalifa, Verily I have made a representative on earth. It's not a political title. 
It's not a Khalifa that you take land and say, I'm your king, I'm your Khalifa. The Khalifa is a responsibility to represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the earth. And human beings in general and Muslims in particular have this responsibility of being the Khalifa. Responsibility to act and responsibility to follow the Prophet Muhammad Because anybody who takes his leadership, who follows him, this is where the word Khalifa comes in. Not just in a political sense, but it also goes to a personal, individual sense. Because the Prophet was the leader of protecting the earth. And it is reported that the Prophet declared and protected the rights of all living beings. He outlawed the customs of burying infant girls alive. He prohibited the killing of living beings for sport. Sport, like hunting down the lion, has become so important to people. Cecil the lion, who is more important than human beings being gunned down in our own streets. But still, Cecil has rights. And the Prophet Muhammad protected Cecil during his time. He also guided his companions to conserve water even when making wudu. He forbade them from cutting down trees in the desert. And he ordered a man who had taken uh, young birds out of their nest. He ordered this person, put it back. He found another companion who found an ant hill as they moved along and he set it on fire. The Prophet said, put the fire out. So he was concerned with all of creation. He also established prohibited areas. We use the word haram, the haram of Mecca, the haram of Medina. We use this word haram. But he also protected in the haram, he was protecting natural life, that native plants could not be cut down. Wild animals should not be hunted and distributed. And then he took it a step, step further and created himma. He created conservation areas. So the concept that we have now in Ontario, that we have a conservation area, a protected natural site, this was first established by the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu who established protected areas in order to conserve animals. He led by example, living a simple life, free of excess, did not waste, even recycling, in that he sewed his own clothes and gave away his clothing. And he was so delighted, he was so delighted by the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the convention, the Islamic declaration that I remind myself and you, and we remind the people around us, number one called on the United Nations in their meeting which will be happening in Paris in December of this year, to come to a final conclusion. Stop playing politics, but come to a final conclusion. Number two, the rich nations of the world, 
especially the oil producing nations, should take the lead in phasing out greenhouse gas emissions as soon as possible. Take the lead instead of building the largest building or the largest Christmas tree. Take the lead, the wealth given to us is temporary. So they put out the word and we have to at least do this. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, if you see evil, change it with your hands. If you can't do that, then say something. At least say something. He also reminded the rich nations about unethical prophets that striving to make money, striving to have more profits is the destruction of the land. Till it reached the point now where it has been now publicly shown that there are 85 people on earth who have more wealth than 3 billion people. 85 people. They have more wealth at their disposal than 3 billion human beings. What gives them the right to have this wealth? What gives them the right to take it away from the other people? They also reminded, invest, invest in the green economy. They called on the, all the people of the nations, not just the rich people on the top. Start to, 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 to phase out any negative activities that we are involved in. We should also, this is a very important point, pay special attention to the indigenous peoples of all of the world. Pay attention to the indigenous people also the rights of women who have been suffering in this century. Also children who are dying in large numbers throughout the planet. They also called on all organizations, all groups to cooperate, to collaborate. And if you're involved in business, think about this. Change the current business model. To start to change the current business model. If you are in a strong position, divest from fossil fuels and support those who are struggling against divestment, investment in fossil fuels. And lastly, they called on the Muslims to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to fear Allah azza wa jalla at this point in time. Because we are under a major test. What will we do? Even on a personal level, so they called on heads of state, political leaders, the business community, the delegates to the International Conference on the Environment, religious leaders and scholars, mosque congregations. So they're calling on you and I, Islamic endowments, Okaf, educators, educational institutions, community leaders, civil society activists, non-governmental organizations, communication and media people. They reminded them, لا تمشي في الأرض مرحة إنك لن تخرق الأرض ولن تبلغ الجبال طولا Do not walk arrogantly on the earth. You will never split the earth apart, nor will you ever rival a mountain in stature. Stop being arrogant. And they reminded the believers, the world is sweet and green. And verily Allah has made you stewards. He has made you a khalifa. 
master's in it and he is watching you watching to see what you do with this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us on an individual level watching our families watching our communities watching our nations may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help the Muslims to come forward at this time and take the lead in this this is what Islam is really about may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to take the lead in saving the earth and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring together people of all religions all nationalities to collaborate with each other in righteousness in taqwa to come together to save this planet before it is too late and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down upon us I leave you with these thoughts and I ask Allah to have mercy on me and you أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَقْفُ اللَّهِ وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبٍ اسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله الواحد الأحد الفرد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد وأصلي وأسلم على خاتم الأنبياء ومرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين يقول الحق سبحانه مخبرا وآمرا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ورد الله عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبو بكر عمر عثمان وعلي وعنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين <coughs> الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله ربنا لا تزي قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر أن سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع ربراه اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين إباد الله يرحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله